Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 263rd ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the MSP studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Doing great, Cameron. Doing really great today. It was a great weekend of football. Great week. All around. Um, Mizzou won. Chiefs won. Panthers lost, which is good. We're going for that number one pick. Yep. Keep it up, guys. Um, Yeah, it was really fun. Sorry, I took away why you're great, but I assume it's because Mizzou won. Yeah. Yeah, that was what I was was thinking. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we're going to get right into that and uh, talk about that big win and look ahead to Memphis. And don't forget, you can subscribe on YouTube, leave us a review wherever you listen to us, and you can support us directly on Patreon, patreon.com slash Missouri Sports Pod. Let's just get right into it. Mizzou wins 30 to 27 on a walk-off 61-yard field goal from Harrison Mevis. Uh, I figured we'd just start there, start at the end, because you know, I don't want to waste time. I just want to get get down to that beautiful moment. Everything else is trivial. True. Yeah, it doesn't matter how we got here. It, that kick, him making that kick, I don't know. That's an all-timer for me, like watching Mizzou sports. Did you think it was going to go in? No. I, I'm pretty sure I said in the game chat on discord no chance he makes this wow still doubting them i was doing a reverse jinx okay and it worked we appreciate it thank you very much mm-hmm. uh but yeah 60 don't thank me thank who, yourself who out there thinks like 61 yards yeah we got it um everybody on that sideline i kind of yeah i kind of thought like if anybody can do it i think mevis i think he could do it but for some, I don't think I realized, okay, 61 yards, that is absurd. Longest field goal in SEC history? Yep. Is that real? But not Mizzou history. Because in the 80s, uh, I have his name here somewhere, Tom Wheelahan okay. made a 62-yarder against Colorado in uh, really? oh, 1986. That, that mile high air, though, maybe. True, yeah. It's cheating. Now watch it be at home. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but yeah. Which it's interesting, uh, you know, getting a little off topic here, but the SEC will be like, oh, SEC legend Chase Daniel. Like, you know, SEC mm-hmm. legend whoever. Yeah, that's a little weird. But they don't import all the stats, I guess, all the records. That's fine. Uh, yeah. E- either way, Missouri has the SEC record. But in the record books, it's Harrison Mevis. Um, that was just incredible. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I didn't want to like let myself think that this that he was going to make it. And all the pressure was off because if he misses, you just go into overtime. Obviously, mm-hmm. didn't want to go into overtime. And uh, that whole sequence with the penalty and like spiking the ball, it was just a blur. Yeah. And Coach Drink talked about it after the game in the press conference, how... That was just like a complete failure from the coaching staff to not realize that the play clock was winding down. Mm -hmm. He didn't even realize that the offense was huddled up over on the sideline with like uh, Coach Looper. Yeah, I think everyone was a little overwhelmed in that moment. That was insane. Yeah, we'll we'll probably go into more more detail about that later. But uh, I don't like. I'm almost like afraid to divulge this information. I don't know if it makes me just a pathetic human or. Uh, or if I'm just, or if this makes me a good fan, I don't know, somewhere in between. But I had literal tears streaming down my face when, after the field goal, was was good. And it actually it took a minute. Because I was at first I was like celebrating, mm-hmm. but then I think after it just hit me, it hit me so hard. Yeah. How and I know we didn't just win a national championship or something. It seems ridiculous that it's like oh we beat Kansas State. You're crying about it, but it just felt like man, we just we just needed something to go our way so so bad. Like I just felt so good for all the players, the mm-hmm. coaches who have worked so hard for this and just felt like all of this momentum we've had finally just paid off in this moment. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. I, I don't know. But in that moment, it was just like, it just felt incredible. Yeah. And I felt so happy for everybody. Yeah. And what got me was Coach Drink, like borderline getting emotional and like the sideline interview right after it happened. Yeah. Uh, it just felt like everybody could feel that in that moment. Ugh. So yeah, fun, for sure. Yeah, that was that was a special moment for sure, and uh, haven't had a lot of those lately. So it yeah, was, it was good. Hopefully, more to come. 
Um, a little bit more about Mevis though on that kick. Uh, he's now 11 of 15 in his career um, on 50 plus yarders. And uh, his that was his 66th career field goal make for Mizzou, which ties him for first all time with Andrew Baggett. Um, we talked about kicking stats in the like before the season started and it's hard with the record book because i don't always know if it's up to date but um yeah one more field goal from him and he's the mizzou career makes leader and he the second place on 50 plus yarders was at six so he's blown past that and i saw somebody tweeting about uh sorry i can't remember who you were but they were saying that the record for percentage makes on 50 plus yarders with a minimum 15 attempts that he has is like way past uh, the previous all time high mm. for a percentage there on 50 plus yarders. So it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. Like yeah. uh, his little journey, the last like year and a half of being this like invincible can never miss uh, is going to win you a game single handedly to, uh, what's going on here? Missing yeah. some kicks he should make. And it, then to... it was I, a little bit ironic because he missed a field goal or yeah. something in the beginning of the game or earlier in the game. And there were, I saw some tweets like after the game was over, like saying like, oh, maybe this doesn't have it anymore and stuff. Just tweets I hadn't seen yet that were yeah. like a few From hours. Like three hours earlier. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, wow, that didn't age very well. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, um, you know, Mevis is, is going to be remembered. If he makes that kick, if he misses that kick, He's had an incredible career. He's a he's just a unique character. He's he's a lovable player. He's going to be remembered no matter what. But he cemented himself in yeah. Mizzou history forever with that kick mm-hmm. and just with you know setting the record, winning a massive massive game, just having the stones to go out there and nail it. Pretty legendary. Yeah, and, and being backed up five yards further than you should have been. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but how do we get there? Because it was fun. It was a fun journey to get to that point. Um, the game started out a little bit rough with that first uh, K-State possession ending in a touchdown off the tipped pass. And it was like, oh, my gosh. We're if, doing this? Yeah. If these kind of breaks are going to go their way, it's yeah. going to be a long game. For sure. That felt pretty demoralizing after but, they kind of marched down the field and then ended with a lucky, lucky At the play. same, yeah, I was kind of torn in the moment because I'm also thinking like, well, we did it. Like we basically stopped them yeah. and it was just this fluke that allowed it to happen. But at that point I was thinking, you know, how many stops are we guaranteed in this game? How many times are we going to get them off the field with just um, three points or yeah. no this, points? This historically has not been a team that climbs out of holes. Exactly. Um, honestly, though, Mizzou all around played a pretty great first half basically right up until cook's injury not very many complaints the one mevis miss but he had a make in the first half um obviously the 47 yard touchdown pass to luther burden just immediately was like a wake-up call to everyone yeah like oh the offense is showing life immediately yeah totally totally different offense just than we've seen perfect response to the fluky touchdown from kansas state yeah uh yeah marched on the field in no time big shot to luther burden for the touchdown made it look so easy mm-hmm. and i don't know if like kansas state's secondary is actually swiss cheese and they're going to get exposed through the course of the big 12 season but brady cook and the mizzou offense had no issues dealing with the kansas state secondary yeah um their coach in the press game in the post game press conference kind of talked about how we showed a lot of things that they hadn't seen. Um, I would obviously assume the aggressiveness through the air is definitely one of those things he's thinking of. But um, Luther Burden has really developed a lot as a wide receiver. I know he's really talented, really from the moment he got to campus. But just as a route runner, you know, typically he really hasn't been a burner. Typically, uh, you know, he'll run you over he's been kind Mm -hmm. of a yak monster for Mm -hmm. sure just you know yards after the catch but he hasn't really beaten people over the top a whole lot at missouri yet he'll have a step on him sometimes but yeah but i think uh he's just really really developed and uh, has turned into what we hoped he could be and not not every five-star player that goes through college football is what they you know 
or hope to be. But so far, Luther Burden has probably even maybe surpassed what I thought he might do. And that's saying something uh, only three games into his sophomore year. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Has been uh, in all three games so far. Just carrying the team. Yeah. Um, a few other notable moments. Obviously, early Chris Abrams drain interception, uh, kind of setting the tone for the defense. Like, hey, we're here to play. We're not going to um, back down from this challenge after the fluky first touchdown. Um, and then I can't remember. Yeah, this was in the first half. Um, the fake end around to Burden, Cook keeps it for the touchdown on fourth, fourth and down. one or fourth and goal from the one yard line. Good to see them go for it, obviously. Fantastic. It felt so good to see them have a play. Just yeah. like this is a play if we're in this spot. And uh, they had the opportunity to break it out, and it was just a beautiful play call, beautiful play construction. And maybe, and you mentioned them airing it out a little bit more. Uh, Coach Drinkwitz said in the postgame press conference, or maybe it was pregame for Memphis, that um, the exact quote is uh, they had a throw first mentality going into the, the game against Kansas State. And he said in the postgame press conference when he was asked about. Um, holding stuff back in the first two games he said this is chess not checkers so not uh, i mean maybe we'll get to that a little bit later but i was just so relieved to see that they really did have something in the offensive scheme that we hadn't seen yet Mm -hmm. and that not to necessarily say they were holding back a lot it's hard to say really what's your take on it yeah uh no idea if this is true, but I've heard a couple of people mention um, they had heard that there was virtually very little to no prep for the first two games, and they were prepping for Kansas State literally in week one. Uh, I feel like this game has been circled on the calendar, and they went out there and played like they've been they've been thinking about this game for a long time. And I, I mean, no, no clue if that's true or not, but I have every reason to believe because they, they came out and just played like a completely different team. We, I mean, they have shown us nothing to expect that they were going to come out and do that. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen them do that at all. Yeah. The, uh, against much worse competition, um, they were not even remotely doing the same things they were doing against Kansas State. And it made for such a great game. Yeah. Back and forth and just um, explosive, like comp, um, confident play calling, just something completely different than we've seen. Um, going into halftime, Missouri was up 17 to 14. It felt like it could have been more because right before halftime, Brady Cook gets hurt and he's running out of bounds hyperextends his knee and just i was i was kind of panicking but also thinking like holy crap if this offense is legit under brady cook could sam horn step in right now and keep it rolling now we may uh, spoiler alert we may see that uh in week four yeah but I was I was very nervous, and I as much as I would have liked to see them get some more points before halftime. There, I was very much of the mind of like, let's get to halftime, yeah. evaluate Brady Cook, you know, get Sam Horn ready to lead the offense in the second half or whatever yeah. is going to happen. Let's get to halftime with the lead and and reconvene there. No disasters yeah. before halftime, yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah, uh, I think you said on Discord actually uh, something funny. You said like, this is either going to be terrible or magical yeah. like when sam horn came in because yeah i mean it looked like brady i mean yeah i think he it, fairly serious injury but it looked like he might not be able to come back in at all mm-hmm. like it looked like sam horn might have to just finish this thing the way brady was acting at first and anytime you see and he kind of i mean he took a little bit of a weird hyper extending step like kind of foot got snagged a little bit like it didn't look great mm-hmm. when he kind of went out of bounds there so and he immediately took a big sack right after that. Yes, got hit really hard. Uh, at then at some point there, that's when he he came out of the game. Uh, Horn came in, just handed the yeah. ball off twice, and it was like that's when it really set but in. Like, isn't it so ironic that it, like the one time that it felt like Sam Horn was finally going to get a chance, it was like not now, not now. Yeah. yeah, like I I just keep keep doing what we're doing. I didn't want to change anything. No. Brady Cook looked like something we've never seen before. 
I just wanted him to keep doing what he was doing. And so... But that w- felt like such a Mizzou moment it, to be like, oh, we're actually doing this and now our quarterback's going to go down and that's going to derail the entire thing. Yep. It really felt like it was headed that way. There was a moment that I uh, noticed in particular where shortly after the injury, just like muscle memory took over and Brady Cook, instead of throwing the ball away, he like rolled out and scrambled just to get to the... Uh, Line of scrimmage, no gain, no loss, but it was on Kansas State's sideline. So he like runs out of bounds, is just met with just the enemy. Nobody even acknowledges him. And I swear the look on his face, because he's already hurt at this point, Mm -hmm. he's running on this bum knee. He's just looking like I should have thrown that ball away. Like his eyes were wide. He was just like jogging all the way this wide circle back to the huddle. And I was just like, oh, he just realized in that long jog through Kansas State sideline how much his knee hurts right now. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty nervous for sure. He did not look right. And the third quarter really didn't ease my concern at all. I think the third quarter was when pretty much nothing happened, right? Yeah. Like he was a statue, uh, was not mobile at all, was making pretty inaccurate throws. It was a little sketchy there for a minute. It was very sketchy. Um. Yeah, and Kansas State's offense decided um, the fullback was going to carry them to the promised land. And I guess that speaks to Mizzou's defense kind of like shutting down the main options, and they have this uh, fullback that they can turn to in the passing game. He ended up uh, being their leading receiver. Five catches for 78 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, they had the wide receivers locked up, but didn't really have an answer for Senate. Yes. I am the Senate. Yes, the Senate. Uh, yeah, he dominated, and that was like seeing uh, big number 34 rumbling into the end zone was uh, tough that to watch after a while. a little infuriating, but uh, spoiler alert, he did like drop a pretty crucial pass at the end of the game that if he caught it, they're probably in field goal range and win, so uh, I don't hold any grudges. Um, Mizzou's defense, though, it was interesting. Like They got to Howard a couple times. Obviously, he had the interception early, but... I didn't see exactly when it happened or if there was a specific moment, but by the end of the game, by the fourth quarter, he was hobbled a bit and yeah. obviously was banged up and not as mobile. And he had a similar situation where he like ran in a would be touchdown. They got called back on his like whatever was ailing him. And he just had this look like, Oh my gosh, I got to go do this again. Yeah. It looked like the, it happened two different times in the game, one in the first quarter and then one later in the game where he was ran, running into the end zone, and I'm pretty sure Senate was the one like holding. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it got called back both times. So yeah, we got we were fortunate there. But yeah, he uh, Howard honestly looked almost as banged up as Brady did in the second half. Like they were both struggling, and it affected their play quite a he, bit. He was still making some plays though. Yeah, I mean he had a decent game. Um, 270 yards, three touchdowns, and the interception. But he looked okay out there. Then they they brought in that other quarterback specifically just to run. Yeah, and, and just like this, only ran it. Long legged uh, freshman guy, and he but did, he was moving the ball. He was effective. Yeah, um, I was yeah. kind of hoping that they would just leave him out. Like every time he came in, as he was getting like eight Seriously. or ten yards, and I just kept waiting for like it was like okay, he's all he's doing is running the ball. Yeah, and then I just knew at some point yes. he was going to throw a bomb. Yep. for a touchdown. Exactly. Luckily, that never happened. Yeah, he wasn't in there long enough to to do all the misdirection, but I, I had a feeling that was coming too. But then um, all our worries subsided when Brady Cook just started tossing the ball around again. Yeah. He had that one throw to Weiss that just placed it just perfectly right over his shoulder. That was wild. Like right past the defender's helmet, right into his hands Yeah, for a huge gain. Incredible. And then uh, right after that, Marquise Johnson, uh, first catch of his career. Yeah, that was clutch. And we had just talked about last week, uh, like not seeing the younger players enough. And like we, you specifically called out uh, moving Mookie Cooper to the slot uh, at one point when Miller was hurt. And I don't know, there's just multiple moments. Like how many times in this game, it was like the deep ball to Luther Burden, the creative play on fourth and one, Getting Brett Norfleet, Brett Norfleet, catch, incredible catch from him. We had seen him a little bit yeah. in a previous game. Had but seen that? No, not no. that. That was a very impressive catch. Johnson getting in there, and making a big play. I mean, how long has it been a, had that we've had a tight end? I guess we had Albert O, but yeah. I mean, he just 
really went up there and got the ball really contested catch yeah. on the sideline. Yeah. One foot in. Like that was, was impressive. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh but yeah, it was just like they were just like checking off every box from last yes. week. Like everything we talked about last week. Like, they were oh, like, yeah, you're gonna yeah, doubt us. Don't worry, we got it. We got it. Yeah. Uh so yeah, thank goodness for that, I guess. Yeah, we'll take it. Um and then the one of the biggest plays, uh to put Mizzou up 27-24 to kind of finish the the mini comeback there in the second half, the pass to Luther Burden that he took up the sideline and just another one of those plays. Like how many times have we seen it now yeah. where he gets a play or he gets the ball on the sideline and we look like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a nice gain, and he just turns yeah. it into something. Nobody touched him, I don't think. Yeah, it's like whenever you just start whenever you start yeah. yeah whenever you start showing different things on offense <laughs> it just totally opens up the entire field and i don't know whenever you're just running this very vanilla offense and you know not showing that you're going to throw the ball over the top defense can just sit down on everything you're doing and whenever you start showing some explosion and you start you know, threatening down the field, it just makes everything else easier. It makes the run game easier. It makes those yeah. kind of horizontal passes actually maybe worth something now. Right. And, uh, yeah, we kind of just started seeing the Kansas State defense unravel a little bit whenever all of these things just kind of started working at once. They weren't pressuring Cook all that much. I mean, the it was one of those games where we didn't have to say much about the offensive line, and that's always a good thing, really. Uh, if you're not noticing them very much, that means they're just doing their job. They were, they, he got hit a couple times, and with his style of play, he kind of just puts himself out there yeah. uh, more than other quarterbacks. But He really hangs in there sometimes, though. True. The only thing, like, just I was trying to really examine some of our critiques from last week and just see if how much they were really overcome versus, like, just it just everything's just kind of working right, right now. And... I will say that uh, Luther Burden was the number one option on a lot of Cook's dropbacks, and uh, it worked. Like, he threw to Luther Burden for a completion a lot of times, but he did not look anywhere else, uh, most of those completions, which, uh, when it works, it works. Um, As the the game, uh, as it came down to it here, uh, Luther Burden with that incredible catch and run, Tyler Stevens with the block got to shout him out on the sideline that would have been tackled. Uh, burden would have been tackled at like the five yard line, if not for that block. And the defense had a, a goal line stand um, to hold Kansas state to a field goal to tie it at 27. Mizzou got the ball back with a minute 25 left. It was very chaotic. They were using way too much of the clock too quickly in my opinion but they were still pretty confidently just marching down the field yeah like kind of picking his spots the wide receivers were just kind of sitting down in the zone and like you know getting chunks here and there and like brady was throwing like i was like please do not get picked off right now yeah. and he just kind they of marched them down we knew like set me this up you don't have to get too close it I was look it was looking okay yeah. and but i i couldn't get over like with one timeout, they used the timeout with like 35 seconds left, still needed to get 10 or 15 yards maybe, and then they're ready to go on a 56-yard field goal, and that's when it seemed like everything was unraveling. That We talked about it earlier, but uh, delay of game because yes. the offense was just not out on the field. Yeah, so they spiked the ball with three seconds left. Didn't they try to take a shot? Well, it was like six seconds left. They tried to take a shot. They they tried to get the penalty yards back, and it got batted oh, okay. down. Yep. Yeah. Right. That was after the penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to hold Coach accountable for this one. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm thrilled with what happened. I'm thrilled with everything we saw, really, for the most part. But what happened on that play? I mean, he was trying to lose the game there. Huge yikes. I mean, I don't, I've never seen anything like that in like a football game at any level. That like, oh yeah, we got we you like forgot you have to go out there and kick the ball. And that the they were always going to run another play there, yeah. And and that's uh, I don't know. That was I mean they weren't even close. They, no. I mean they looked like they thought it was a timeout. Dr- yeah, Drake they came on, running in. Yeah, uh, they, they were like huddled up on the side. Three line. seconds left in the game, uh, play clock. Yeah, so they were going to need another twenty seconds to kick that thing. So I don't yeah. know what they were doing, but 
luckily it didn't matter but that i mean can you imagine if he just misses the field goal like maybe he's like a yard short or something on the field goal oh yeah i mean he didn't make it by much yeah. but uh we got something cameron you got something queued up here for us 61 yard attempt from harrison mavis just to the right of the left hash out of the hole to luke bauer with three seconds to play in regulation tied at 27 good snap good place kick is up it is Great call. Great call from uh, Mike Kelly there. And uh, you could tell he'd been, he was energized the yeah. whole game. I mean, uh, his voice was starting to go towards the end. Running out of steam. But he held on. Yeah. You hear the crowd react That's like that. That's what I love about it. The mm. crowd's going crazy. Um, just hearing all the stuff in the background. The of, cannon going the off. The PA announcer. Yes. Just chaos. And it was the yeah. best kind of chaos. Yeah. I, I Well, then there was the flag that we didn't know it was right, for. Right, right. And then all the students were just on the field. There yes. was like a thousand people on the field in 30 seconds. Yeah. And, or probably more than that. And uh, it was just chaos. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, what do they do if this is on Mizzou? Yeah. That would have been. They, I mean, they would have had to take 10 minutes to Talk clear. Talk about crying. I would have been crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They would have had to take forever to clear the field and all this stuff. But, but it wasn't until later that I saw, um, that the flag like the the refs huddled up and everything and then they were just yeah. like game over yeah uh but the flag was two players on the defense with the same jersey number yeah and if you watched the which i highly recommend you go watch the uh mizzou football i don't know what they call it with the week three mini movie that they put on youtube um excellent work by everybody involved in that Incredible. just like truly an awesome piece of content I've watched it like five times already. Yeah. There was like so much thought and yes. and everything that went into that video. There's like foreshadowing. There's just like perfect mood music yes. and sound effects and stuff. Uh, great, great job. But an interesting part of that is they show an assistant coach telling Drink they've got two guys with number eight on the field. And then he books it to the ref and starts letting him know there's two guys with number eight on the field. Yeah. That's what I love about, um, you know, coach... Getting stepping away from the offense a little bit, uh, taking more of the like CEO role, maybe like it just seemed like that's something that maybe wouldn't have happened mm. in you know the first couple of years. It seemed like the awareness was great there to like have one person that maybe that person's job is to just count the players on the field, yeah, you know, look at the jersey numbers, that kind of stuff. And uh, obviously, we didn't it didn't you know right mean anything, but it could have uh, for sure in that moment. He could have gone to re kick it. Just need somebody. Uh whose job it is to just watch the play clock yeah okay yeah um okay. there i was trying to read his lips on the mini movie because he's telling the ref there's two number eights on the field and then they cut back to him and i swear he says he starts smiling when the kick is in the air and i think he says something like it may not even matter or it's not even gonna matter and i'm just so glad they got that on camera because mm. he's starting to smile and that part of the mini movie it just like cuts from players to fans to coaches everybody just barely they're like watching the ball in the air and then they start to think it's might go in and then it's just chaos yeah yeah and I he love, barely made that yeah i love how it showed just so many different uh perspectives of the ball being in the air you know brady cook watching the ball or even mevis kind of watching his own shot and yeah just like it was so it just it was giving me goosebumps just mm -hmm. seeing all the coaches kind of like oh my god this uh, this has a chance um all the that look on on everybody's face was so cool. Yeah, I mean, couldn't I mean, couldn't script it any better. Honestly, the drama of the game, the big plays, the finish—it was just a truly perfect experience. Um, to, I'll give you some stats real quick, and then we'll sort of uh, get any takeaways that we might have here, uh, especially considering how down we were last week and the whole fan base was. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit, but Brady Cook finished the game 23 of 35 passing, 356 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 10 yards per attempt. It was a first down every time he let go of the ball Yeah, on average. 
Uh, Cody Schrader, 10 rushes for 58 yards. Pete, 7 rushes, 18 yards. That was one aspect of the offense. Um, Couldn't really get the running game going too much. Obviously, Kansas State's defense is known for stopping the run. Uh, Schrader did break out with a big run in the second half. Felt like most of his yards probably came on that one run. Yeah, I swear. uh, That one run was like, like doubled the total rushing yards for the team. And he got a face mask call that extended it even further. Uh, Luther Burden, seven receptions for 114 yards. Um, Mookie Cooper, four receptions for 79 yards. Good to see. Probably one and, of his best games. Yeah, for sure. And Theo Weiss, six receptions for 72 yards. They really did spread the ball around. Um, Coach talked about in the postgame conference last week, wanting to get Weiss more involved. I mean, yeah, he couldn't ask for more, really. Just yeah. what a solid day of football. Um, a couple lapses aside that just happens sometimes. Can't complain too much. But now we're going to talk about the Memphis game. But what are we thinking right now? Just kind of like the roller coaster that we've been on the last two weeks. But they never, they never did lose a game. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, it feels really, really dumb to think how mad we were this time last week i mean we were down man like it feels really silly to think about how negative we were after they just won two games but i want to reiterate what i said earlier they had shown us nothing to expect to in a million years expect they were going to come out against a great defense and do what they did like you it's just there's no way you could have possibly predicted something like like that to happen if you had watched this team for the last year and a half we all we had left to do was just hope that we hadn't that they hadn't shown us everything yet we're just like okay like going into this game please kirby moore drink brady cook please cook less than the coaches in my opinion yeah uh please coaching staff show us something we haven't seen yet it still felt like brady cook was executing the game plan which is probably what he has been doing this whole time like we talked about last week yeah i think brady cook is capable of doing more, but he's doing what he's being asked to do. And so, and he continued to do that in this game. Is, and that is was what I'm choosing to believe. And that was exactly what we needed. We didn't need anything different than yeah. executing that game plan. So, I mean, credit so, to everybody for sure for that. So are you buying that this is, is this what Missouri football is for the next, for the rest of the season now? It's still so early. I got to hedge everything I say still at this point. I like, like I said, Kansas State secondary might be bad they might be um they didn't show much at all in this game i mean they were leaving guys wide open Mm -hmm. uh now again credit to mizzou's coaching staff they hadn't put stuff on film uh that would have necessarily made the kansas state secondary nervous yeah they clearly didn't expect it yeah them to come out like that oh yeah the the, um coach said it said as much so I mean, where am I with the Mizzou offense? I am hopeful that that was legit and that they were holding stuff back and that they basically had the ability to take the next step, but hadn't done it. It's like they they, had done it behind the scenes. I guess, but that's just so different from a game. It's like, yeah, we've taken an extra step, but we haven't shown anyone. We just have to know in our hearts that we have. Yeah. And hold, like that's just so weird to me. The only thing I can point to is how efficient Cook had been. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. I mean the play the play was so drastically different yeah. than what they'd shown the first two games. There's no way you could convince me that they that they weren't holding back. Yeah. It was so to- it was just a different sport they were playing. And then it's just like such a head scratcher because like okay well when you're in these like closer yeah. than comfortable games exactly. uh, against inferior opponents like. Playing with fire. Yeah. How do you not justify breaking out the new tricks a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. If that's if that truly was the play, chestnut checkers, then it went about as well as you could have possibly drawn it yeah. up. Just make those games as dangerously close and still win as you possibly can. Yeah. Get that feel for a close game. Don't and put anything on tape for really the really confuse your opponent. Like I don't know. Confuse that, the confuse the podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> make us look silly too. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, kind of seems like fairy tale stuff, but man, it, it went about as well as you could possibly imagine. Yeah, it almost, I don't know if I said it quite like this last week, but it's like, this is how I would do things in a video game where it's like, uh, you know, 
I have this like meta narrative in my head to make it more fun for myself. Right. It's like, that's what happened here. Got basically. a big game coming up. Yeah. Going to disguise everything. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, now we did, we need to talk about Cook's injury and what that means that's moving forward. What throws a wrench in everything. Exactly. So like, was that real? Yes. Can we expect it moving forward? Probably to some extent, but now all of that is in question now with Cook's injury. And Coach Drinkwitz said that it was from a hyperextension and there is no ligament damage, no structural damage, but Cook has not practiced yet. Yeah. Might so, be kind of a pain tolerance thing. Yeah. And the difference in his play, like seeing him limp around right after and like in uh, footage from practice where he's just kind of doing the walkthroughs and stuff, comparing him limping around there to how he played in the fourth quarter he did not even look injured in the fourth quarter. Like right. after the ball was snapped, he looked like his normal self. Adrenaline was going. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, what do you think though for, for, for the Memphis game? Like, are you thinking, I think he's going to play. Yeah. I think he would have to be laying on a hospital bed for he's got to, to not put him out there. He's got to practice before the game though. Like, I would think so. So it's Wednesday night. We're recording this. We need to see him practicing tomorrow I think he, I think and he Friday today. Oh, okay. At good, least good. I, I think uh, I saw Mizzou football tweeted that he was he was back in the kitchen. Okay, is what it said. Good, cooking up something. Exactly. All right. Um, wearing a big old brace. Before we get really into Memphis, anything else about like uh, just the mindset of the situation and. Uh, you know how the the roller coaster? Yeah, I don't know, man. It feels like I owe somebody an apology almost. Like after last week, like I feel like I probably owe the player. I probably owe Brady Cook an apology. I probably owe Coach Drinkwitz an apology. Again, I know we didn't just win the national championship or anything, but uh, that was an impressive win and something that we haven't been able to do. Uh, you know, beat a, a a solid non-conference opponent in a game where. There's a lot on the line here. Like we've got a, a potential to go five and zero, a chance to go five and zero going into the LSU game at home in a couple weeks. Like Missouri has not done this mm. in the last few years. Like we we've had a lot riding in the beginning of the season, a lot of hope and momentum, and then it just falls on we fall on our face. Yeah, we, year after year, year after year. And I just kind of why would I expect anything different um, this season? Um, but we've stepped up to the challenge and so uh things are really exciting yeah now so yeah milestone number one is over exactly yeah we crossed that hurdle yeah so uh yeah i i I guess i uh i I guess i owe everybody an apology but um at the same time i don't think i've ever been so happy to be wrong in my life oh yeah yeah uh i would take this every time (laughs) like underestimate them and then be proven wrong and it's the most fun thing ever yeah i'll take that i'll take that um, Coach Drinkwitz did. Uh, I'll pr- I might jump back to this game a couple times if I think of stuff. But uh, in the post game press conference, he was fired up, oh, uh, yeah. pissed off. You could say, yeah, he was uh, regarding apparent booing of Brady Cook that happened at some point. That must have been like pregame. I never heard anything on the on the TV broadcast. People but... that were at the game were saying, "I don't remember that happening," but I could have missed it. But I, I would imagine... I mean, we drink- basically have booed uh, Brady Cook, I guess, through some of the things we've said about him, probably. Yeah. That's basically the equivalent. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, the Drinkwitz-Brady Cook connection, stronger than ever. It is. Like, and, they are... And luckily... They got a bond. Luckily, we finally had the on-field results to back all yes. of it up. Yes. In a big way. Um... He was. He also got annoyed about questions like uh, regarding the injury limiting Cook's ability as a quarterback because of his now inability to run the ball. And he, you know, Drink, was visibly annoyed and said, "He can throw the ball, guys. It's not. A, it's not the end of the world if he's not as mobile as he needs to be, or as he can be. We will see. Um, but uh, yeah, we're on to Memphis." At the Dome in St. Louis. Good to be back. Yeah. And huge for all 18 players from St. Louis that are on this Mizzou roster. Including the starting quarterback. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, Mookie Cooper was interviewed and he said he's already lit about the opportunity to play in St. Louis. And um, uh, in the pregame or like the lead up conference with Drink talking about Memphis, he was asked about um, playing Memphis specifically and like the regional rivalries and playing in St. Louis and what all that means. And he it was kind of a little bit of a leading question and it immediately you could tell it gave Drink flashbacks to when he said, when he questioned playing at Boston College. And he immediately was like, I'm at, he said, ask me those kind of questions in the off season. I don't want to get in trouble for saying, you know, that a matchup is not as advantageous as it could be. Basically. So what yeah. he was trying to say. Yeah. Boston college uh, jumped all over that. And yeah. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. We don't need to give Memphis anything like that. Uh, but I'll say it on his behalf, replace this game with Illinois every year. Oh, make me so happy to start. First game of the year, every year. Give it to me. Um, let's see here. Memphis Tigers. Memphis Tigers are 3-0. and They have wins over Bethune-Cookman, Arkansas State, and a close win over Navy. Have you watched much Memphis Tiger football? Yeah, I watched a little bit. Um, you know, I think they kind of have the... Um, they've been a very explosive offensive team, like really in the last five to 10 years, they've had some really good NFL players. Um, you know, they have kind of fit that mold every year. They'll, they'll let you score on defense really for the most part, but they'll just catch up on offense because they just have the guys that can go out there and score. Um, we watched Missouri play Memphis in the Drew Locke era. I think that might've been like 2017 or something like that. Long time but, ago. Yeah, there. I mean, I think Albert O had three touchdowns in that game. Like, it was a it was a fun one to be at because it was just it was crazy scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that Memphis is that explosive as they were in that era, um, but they can they can definitely score. They've got a great running back, um, a pretty solid quarterback. So it's it'll be it, it definitely won't be an easy matchup by any any stretch. It's really tough to say though because they have they played two games against nobody. Yeah especially Bethune Cookman, the team uh, total yards in that game, Cookman, 91, Memphis, 551. Yeah. So that's, not really a competition there. They one didn't of, hold anything back exactly. in their week one matchup. One of Bethune Cookman's touchdowns was defensive as well. Um, and then Navy, it's just like, you know, nobody else defending plays like the that. triple option. Like right. how, what, what can you learn from that game? Right. They, they pulled out a win in a, against a tough opponent um close that was a, out at the end wild game too there was mm-hmm. like all these fumbles and stuff like the teams just yes. were trading fumbles and stuff but yeah i would say probably the most obvious area that missouri is going to be able to exploit in this game is memphis's secondary uh like i felt like even navy was just like running away from their like safeties and cornerbacks and stuff mm-hmm. like even when they're just running this very slow paced like triple option offense like if they got in space they were just running by people so if Missouri is even going to do half the amount of like aggression that they had last week, I think they're just going to roll in this game. Um, so I think that'll be something to watch. Um, and of course, again, the caveat with everything is is Brady Cook's health and how he's able to play. But as far as the offense, I really don't have any concerns um, in this game. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you there. Um Missouri's defense uh, should be okay. I like them to um, show up again in the run game because that seems to be their strong suit. Um, Hennigan is solid, but I think he's kind of uh, similar to the other quarterbacks that we've faced so far this season where they're just like very capable, Mm -hmm. but still prone to a bad mistake every once in a while. Yeah, kind of a a stationary passer who is just kind of kind of take chunk plays one at a time and mm-hmm. didn't i felt like the, at least this season and well against in meaningful opponents he hasn't really thrown the ball deep a whole lot he's kind of just taken what the defense is giving him and 10 to 15 yards at a time um so yeah i don't think he is too terribly scary but like we just saw last week uh you know game plans can definitely differ depending on who you're playing against for sure um yeah, and Memphis's defense, like they've got a lot of older players, but they're almost all transfers from somewhere else. So it's a little bit uh, early for them to kind of be fitting the pieces together. Um, and they're just very untested besides having to defend the triple option, which they're not going to have to do again all season, most likely. Um, 
I'm feeling pretty good about this. I don't, I think one thing that we've seen in the Drinkwitz era is um, they do a really good job of getting the, the players to think one game at a time. Um, that was something we've talked about it before, how like felt like in the Barry Odom era, like when the season was over, it was over. When they when they had a backbreaking loss, forget it. Yeah, I and mean that was the that's the one good thing about drink is like we've had these stumbles earlier in the season the last three years, but it hasn't caused collapse. We're still getting big wins later in the year. Yeah, the Barry Odom era was like we aren't we aren't going to beat you if you're better than us. No, but we still might lose to you if you're a lot worse than us. Like <laughs> no guarantees on anything here. Like they would just lose to anybody. Yeah. And so far in the Drinkwitz era, like I can't think of very many just terrible losses where they lost to a team they were way better than. We've had some close calls, yeah. But he has really, like you said, done a really good job preparing the team, respecting their opponent, yeah. So that they're not just uh, sleepwalking through a, a, a an opponent that they aren't respecting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about this one though. In St. Louis, uh, the fans are going to show up and be loud. Yeah, it's be It'll a, fun be a one. super fun atmosphere. If I'm going to predict a score, I feel like I'm going to make a really like weirdly specific prediction. I think the fourth quarter of this game is going to get a little wild. I think we, it may be a little bit slow for both offenses early and then it's just going to kind of go crazy late. I thought you were going to predict somebody to have like 19 points at the end of the game or something like that. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past me. <laughs> Give me Missouri 38 to 20. Okay. I don't, I don't know what the line is here, but that feels like covering probably. Uh, I don't know that I've actually seen the line. I'll see if I can find it. I'm thinking 38-20 Mizzou. A yeah, lot of scoring late. That seems pretty good. Um how many did they score against Kansas State? Like 30? Line's only Mizzou by six. Interesting. I don't know. The, and people are calling Memphis like the best group of five team, but they haven't played anybody. I know. It's just tough to know how good Memphis really is. Um, and unfortunately, we're going to have to figure that out ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, again, even, I mean, I, we just played a good team, but Missouri just hasn't really been blowing people out really for a while. So I have a hard, a hard time predicting some big win. I, I do think Memphis is really solid, um, but I think Missouri will, will kind of run away with it late. I'll say uh, 34-17. Yeah, I want uh, I want this to be a wake-up call for Memphis's offense that playing a real defense matters. Yeah. Uh, so I like that. They're averaging 40 points per game, 182 rushing yards per game. That needs to be under... 150 yeah and i'll feel pretty good yeah i think they'll struggle to move it to the air like missouri's cornerbacks have just been so good they've been so solid um really i mean the whole defense has been pretty good but i think memphis will be able to run the ball a little bit but we'll see i like i like missouri's defense to get another turnover too yeah keep it going there mm-hmm. yeah i think ideally missouri just gets out to an early lead and, and they're for, they're forced to throw a little bit more than they want to Memphis quarterback, five TDs, three interceptions on the year already. Yeah, so he's a little erratic for sure. Mm. Uh, percentage chance in your mind that Sam Horn is the starter and Brady Cook can't go? Ten uh, percent. Now, <laughs> it seems like they're not worried about like re-injury or like further injury. It seems like it's a pain tolerance thing, which makes it definitely seem like 90 percent that he's out there is there some chance that they just turn the keys over to horn for a little while and just see how it goes no i don't think so either no they're just gonna put brady out there no matter what uh yeah well they're not gonna know how well he's feeling because he's gonna lie yeah even if he's in a lot of pain he's gonna play yeah but i you just that's one of those things where i just have to trust trust that bond and coach said in the press conference that he trust brady cook to tell him you know they're going to be honest with each other they both want brady cook to be out there so their bond is stronger than like 90 percent of marriages <laughs> in america <laughs> impenetrable if bond. uh but he said and this is like yeah i just i trust brady cook to like say like no i think sam orn gives us the better chance i don't think i can do what i need to do so 
I, I trust right. Brady Cook in that scenario more than I do Drinkwitz, I think. <laughs> We're both liking a Mizzou win. Let's make it 4-0. and Please don't prove us wrong this week. <laughs> this is the worst way to be proven wrong. We like the other way. We'll give you another chance to do that. I promise. Um, yeah, let's get a Mizzou win. And uh, let's pick the rest of the SEC games, I guess. I fe- it felt nice. I actually watched like a full Saturday of football last week. It's, oh, my God. Winning a big game makes the rest of the games so much more fun to watch. Like I'm so like intrigued by all the other games. Florida got a big win over Tennessee. Yeah, I had picked some upsets. So I was like, uh, had the shout out to producer Cameron's YouTube TV account because I had like four <laughs> games going at once yeah. on my TV. <laughs> That was really fun. Was this past week when Georgia kind of struggled with South Carolina? Mm-hmm. Georgia was yeah. losing at halftime. Like, yeah, like it felt so good to think like about the SEC standings mm-hmm. again and stuff. I know we didn't mm-hmm. win an SEC game, but it was like, wow, we might actually be good enough to contend for the East. Mm-hmm. Like, if all these well, other teams ahead of ourselves are now. not <laughs> like, I just it felt a lot good of to, winnable games. It on felt the good to at least like think about that kind of thing again because we haven't for a while. Yeah, I agree. Let's pick some games. Okay, so last week to recap, Cameron, you got six points. Kyle got seven. I got seven. The guest pickers got five. Mm. Pick one too many upsets. Exactly one. You <laughs> picked BYU to be Arkansas, yeah, correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cameron and I picked UNLV, UNLV over Vanderbilt to be Vanderbilt. Easy pick. I don't know what I was yeah. thinking. There. What were you thinking? And Cameron, Odom. Cameron didn't pick Nebraska. What was the score of that game? I don't remember. I don't remember either. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Cameron has 25 points. Everybody else has 26 points. Okay. Feels bad. It's... All right. We got this. No big deal. We made, we made up two points on the guest pickers this week. So. That's all that matters. Nobody running so, away, run away with it. Nope. We got six games to pick this week. Up first is... Our, Ken- who's our guest picker? Um, Tyler. Shout out, Tyler. Welcome in. Thank you, Tyler. Taking time out of your day to pick some games. First game is Kentucky at Vanderbilt. Kentucky is a 13 and a half point favorite. Kentucky is bad. Bad, bad? Maybe. Oh. I think they're bad. We need we gotta get a fraudulent soundbite. Yeah. Uh, um it's like they're not even like good enough to be fraudulent. They're just bad. Okay. They're what? just bad. Okay. Um, they have no public sentiment of being good. They're just, everybody knows they're bad. Wow. But uh, they're not as bad as Vanderbilt. This is going to be a game to watch, though, for Mizzou fans, too, because we got Vanderbilt after Memphis. Kentucky, that's a game that's, like, very meaningful for the SEC standings. So I'll be watching this one closely. Yep. Give me uh, Kentucky, though. Kentucky. Kentucky all around. Our second game is... Well, Kyle says Kentucky's bad, but not Barry Odom, Missouri Tigers bad. They're not going to lose to Vanderbilt. Of course not. Oof. Anyway, second game is Auburn at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a seven and a half point favorite. Know nothing about these teams. Uh, A&M's been like a little weird. They've been playing pretty bad teams, though. I don't think they've played anybody good. No. It's too early. Uh, I don't know anything about these guys. Yeah, I feel like neither one of these teams have really played anybody. Who did Tyler pick? Texas A&M. Who are you picking? I was going to see what you guys picked. <laughs> I'll go A&M. Okay, I'll go A&M. I'll go A&M. I can't risk it by myself. Too scary. I, I got to be safer this week. All right. Game three is... Number 15, Ole Miss, at number 13, Alabama. Alabama is a seven-point favorite. Give this me Alabama. Intriguing. Alabama, like Alabama. the most fraudulent team in the country. Oh, yeah. Mm. They're terrible. Uh, Not terrible. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to play a different quarterback, though, and it did not go well. They no. pulled him immediately, put in a third quarterback, yeah. didn't go well, still won because they were playing nobody. Yeah. But the first, the original guy is back, folks, against yep. Ole Miss, <laughs> who should have been playing the whole time. He was and the... Ole Miss, big win over Tulane a couple weeks ago. We all remember that That's one. That's true. That was a big win. Yeah, I'm taking Ole Miss. Uh, Tyler takes Ole Miss. Let's go. I'll go Alabama. Got Ooh. a 50-50 split. 
All right. Where was that at? That was at Alabama. At Alabama. Well, rest in peace, meme. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's the idea. Game four is Arkansas at number 12, LSU. LSU is a 17 and a half point favorite. Give me LSU. LSU by a million. LSU by two million. <laughs> Everybody picks LSU. Need the, uh, they can't be undefeated anymore. They really messed that up. They did. Who did they lose to? Florida State? Yeah. Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. Fire Brian Kelly. Maybe. May, well, never mind. Arkansas is bad, though. They're awful. Game five is Mississippi State at South Carolina. South Carolina is a six and a half point favorite. I'll take Mississippi State. Ooh. I was going to do that. You're welcome to. South Carolina. Ooh. Yeah. Spencer Rattler's like their only good player. He's been playing really well. Um, I think they're just kind of not. They're just kind of mid. Yeah. I'll, I'll take Mississippi State. They kind of showed in the second half against Georgia that they're not yeah. they're a real player here. All, all they needed was a halftime speech from, from Kirby. True. And they were back. Yeah. All righty. Last and certainly least, Louisiana Tech at Nebraska. Nebraska is a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, we know what Louisiana Tech is capable of. Yeah. And it's not much. No. Uh, yeah, we'll have to go with Nebraska on that one. Are you saying my answer for me? All of us will have to. <laughs> yeah, <I'll do laughs> Most that. likely. I'll nope. take the corn dogs. <laughs> Nebraska all around. Good luck, everybody. That's it. Good luck. See you on the What's green the, There's some pretty... Uh, is there a marquee matchups outside of uh, the SEC? like... I remember reading a couple weeks ago that week four was really big. Yeah. Probably is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to talk about Colorado, though. Oh, okay. That's been fun to watch. I stayed up until like 1.30 a.m. or something the other night watching that. I, I don't do know why. I had to watch the highlights afterwards. I was like hating myself that I was still awake. But it was a great game. So you saw the crazy uh, like illegal play or like lacerated his spleen or something uh well i didn't watch like the whole game but i was actually watching like most of the fourth quarter and stuff mm. but i saw a lot of replays of that oh yeah lacerated it, it brought back people were saying like this is what college football hits used to look like just for reference and holy cow they have cleaned up those kind of insane it like sideline collisions quite a good. bit yeah. yeah yeah it still happens every once in a while that was pretty ugly yeah i saw uh he, that the guy that made the hit was like getting death threats and stuff Ugh. but like Deion Sanders yeah. actually came out and said, like, we have forgiven him. Yeah. Travis has forgiven him. Like, we yeah. are moving on. And I thought he handled that well. I watched the college game day. Dion was on set. And then they brought out The Rock to be the guest picker. And I don't know, the whole thing, the the atmosphere yeah. at the games and stuff. I'm I'm bought in on, yeah. on what they're doing over there. It's just sure. it's too much fun. Yeah, you I, think we could get The Rock to be our guest picker? Probably. Yeah. I'm sure we, we reach out to, to him. Yeah. Sounds good. We've yeah. got the budget for that. Yeah, college football has <laughs> been really, really fun so far this year. Uh, yeah, it's a superior sport to the NFL. You heard it here first. That's fine. Um, we all done here? Yeah, game chat was rocking this this weekend. So true. Yeah, if you're in, tune in. If you're not in the Discord, go to Patreon. Sign up for the Discord tier. You got it. Climb in the game chat. Welcome in. It's pretty sweet. Strap in for that. Yeah, it could, it's it's a time. It, yeah, uh, it's it's fun when everything's going well. That's for sure. <laughs> it's kind of quiet when things are going well. True. <laughs> Everybody's like this is just like nervously like this is going too well. Thing to complain about. Uh, special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the ten dollar level and above: Brick, Treese, Brian Smith, Ryan Demore, Tristan, Ben Smith, Parker, Daddy JD, Tim Keens, Tyler Harsel, Brandon Groffalo, Brandon Hanks, Matthew Tilly, and Louis Hernandez. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. We love you. You can find this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at Missouri Sports Pod at gmail.com. You can find our t shirts and stickers on our online shop, Missouri Sports Pod.bigcartel.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week after a win.